even it's online. But the power of God is the same. One day one man had a problem with his child. And Jesus said, I'm going to go to your house. He said, you don't need. Just send a word. And my, serv my servant is going to be healed. <laughs> God is powerful. Even we are not near to you. But our God is the same. Yesterday, today and forever. And he has the same power to bless you. And I want to share a word with you. And today's message is God's thunderclap. We are going to understand what that means. God's thunder, thunderclap. Close your eyes if you can. I want to pray. And ask God for guidance of the Holy Spirit. Beloved Jesus, we need you more than anything. I'm not able to share this word by myself. I need your guidance, your anointing. Please, Holy Spirit, come right now and go to every single person, whatever they are. Some people, they are here in, in Ireland, in Europe, some in Brazil, other countries. You are a, a powerful God to touch their, their hearts through your word. That it's powerful, not my word. I am just a servant asking you for your guidance and you can speak to your people right now. Whatever they are, they can... Receive the word through you, through your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. If you are watching us on Facebook or in our web page, I would like you to, to say, like, uh, uh, to give a word. I am in Brazil, I am in Uberland, I am in... Say your town where you are, where are you watching us, say hello, just for us to know who is watching us, how it's going, okay? Please. And I, wa I was asking to God a word to preach this Sunday. And God really, he moved me, my heart to talk about this moment that we are living in. Because the world is panicking. People are scared. A virus started in China and has spread over 118 countries. And now the biggest focus of the virus is now here in Europe. And we are living uh, in a tense times. But this is also a very important time in the history of humanity. And we need spiritual discernment, spiritual understanding to understand everything that is happening in the world. And I am here to say God is in control. He is still a strong God and He is in the control. 
And there are many lies and fake news spreading around the world. And we need more than ever to be connected with the Holy Spirit and hear from God. Because we can receive fake news. Please be connected to the Holy Spirit. People are disappointed. I know many people, they are disappointed because they cannot travel. Some supermarkets, there is no toilet paper. Hand sanitizers. And people are panicking. Buying and stocking up food. In addiction to coronavirus, millions of grasshoppers are destroying many nations. Many people doesn't know. Because the people, they, they are just looking and listening the news about this virus. But millions of grasshoppers has reached more than 10 countries. Kenya, Somalia, Ethiopia, Uganda, Sudan, Yemen, Oman, Pakistan, India, Iran. And now they are approaching China. And what does the Bible say about this? What does God want to say to us through all this? Because my brother, we need to be connected to heaven. And to listen from God, not from people, from news. Because you can be deceived. What does the Bible say about that? Because this is a time of fear, sickness, pain. But also I believe that we are living in a special time. What God is showing us that we are not in control of the things. We are not in control. And the first point of this message. The first point. Man is not in control of his life and his plans. My brothers, listening to all this news. God spoke to me. Man is not in the control. Or the voice of God today is, be still and know that I am God. And you are not in control of this earth. <laughs> and I want to read a verse that is the book of James. One, book of James chapter 4. Verse 13 to 15. If you have your Bible, you can read it in your own language. James 4, 13, 15 says. Now, listen, you, you who say, today or tomorrow, we will go to this or that city. Spend a year there, carry on business, and make money. Verse 14. Why? You do not even know what will happen tomorrow. <laughs> what is your life? Man, 
You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if it is the Lord's will, we will live and we will do this or that. My brothers and sisters, because of a tiny virus, the world has been transformed. People cannot travel anymore. You cannot go where you want to go. People are not making money. They are losing money and they don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Or you are making plans for your life. I'm going there. I'm going to have a holiday. I'm going to have these studies. I'm going to do that, do that. But the Lord say, plan. No. I am in control. It's not you. God says that your life is like a fog. It's like a vapor. You will pass quickly. And you need to make your decisions based on God's will and not your will. God is saying today to all of you, to all this world. God is saying you have to live and to do my will, not yours. I am your creator. God is saying, I created you. I formed you and you need to live for me, says the Lord. You are not here to do your will. You are here to do his will. Because you were created, all of us were created to obey him and to do his will. But unfortunately, in this world, many people, they are saying, I have no time for God. I am busy. I have to earn money. I will invest my life to do that. I have to invest, I have to invest in my future, in my graduation. And God is saying to you, your life is like a fog, it's like a vapor, and soon you're going to vanish. Please be smart. Your life has value. And you have to obey God's word. And God has plans for your life. And one day, every one of us will face death. Because... Today, you are saying, I'm going to study, I'm going to work, I'm going to make money. But God is saying, you are like a vapor. Your life soon are going to pass. And we need to live, not just for now. Because life is short. Be smart. Live for something bigger. Live for eternity. And the Bible says that no one will return here back. But after death, 
you'll be judged according how you live it here. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 10. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 10 says, For we, all of us, we must stand before Christ to be judged. We, we will each receive whatever we deserve for the good or evil we have done in this earthly body. And I have a question for you. How will, will the moment are you standing before Jesus be? I know many people don't think about it. But one day, your life are going to pass, to vanish, to finish. And you are going to be in front of Him. And you are going to look face to face to Jesus Christ. I don't know you, but I am excited for that day. And I live each day of my life waiting for this day. I am living each day waiting for this day. Everything I do. I do it thinking in that day. And the time to be prepared for that day is not tomorrow. It's today. It's now. Everything you do in this earth is going to bring you reward or regret. I'm going to say again, everything you do. In this earth is going to bring you reward or regret. What will the day you see Jesus bring you? Reward or regret? That day many people there, maybe they are going to say, wow, I lost my time. I wasted my time. I, I was just thinking my future, my life. Wow. Regret. I am thinking in my reward. Please be smart. The Bible says there will be a reward for those who were faithful to God. Many will regret how they spend, spent their life and their time. And I know many people, they are wasting their time. Because they don't have time for God. You are investing your future in your things. No time to seek God. No time to read your Bible. To listen from God, no time to go anymore for your for your service, for prayer meetings, for your cell meetings, because you are so busy in your life. Please, if you are living a life like that, repent, because this is a foolish life. Invest in something 
that's better for your life. Why? Because God says, I bought you. I paid a high price for you to serve me. Your life will pass soon. Use your life for my glory. This is the word of Lord for you today. Second point. Second point. Suffering is part of human life. Yes. Nobody likes to suffer. Not even me. I don't like. But suffering is part of life. Suffering is one inheritance of our ancestor Adam. When sin entered in the world through Adam and Eve, God ordained that mankind would experience corruption and futility and all living things would die. And Christians, me and you, by being saved through the gospel of God's grace, do not escape disaster, fertility, and death. The Bible shows us that by faith, many people will suffer. Because suffering is part of the Christian life. Christian life is not just a life where everything will work out. There are also valleys that will pass through. Even though if we love God. I really love God. And sometimes in my life I went to dark valley of suffering. But the Lord was there with me. And I saw his glory and his miracle. You can read Hebrews. We have no time. But if you read your Bible, Hebrews 11, 35 to, to 37, talks about men and women of faith that suffered because of their faith. In this life of faith, we also have to believe and trust God even in suffering. I'm not, I'm not the preacher that I'm here to say everything is going to work out for your good. Everything is going to be okay. You are, you are going to prosper. You are going to be rich. You are gonna, your life is going to be okay in every area. No. God gave a promise. He said, I'm not going to forsake you. I never leave you. But I'm going to be with you even in the middle of the fire. In the middle of the suffering. Many people think because God is good. Because God is good we cannot suffer. But why do believers get sick? Why do believers get cancer? 
Why do believers get, get involved in accidents? Why do people we love die? Passed away. And many people, they are resentful and bitter with God, thinking that God has to get rid of suffering. No. God is going to give you grace. As he said to Apostle Paul, he said, my grace is enough for you. My grace. And I am here to say, there is grace enough for your life. Faith is believing and trusting God no matter the circumstance. This is faith. It's not that faith, everything is going to work well for, your, for you. No. No matter the circumstance, I am strong in my faith and I still believe in my daddy, my father. God, God is God. God is God. He is supreme. He is superior. He is our creator. And you are just a little creature that needs to believe and trust him. And we have no right to question the one who made us. How can you question God? Why God? You have no this right. Sorry. But we need to trust him. No matter how much you love him, how much you serve him, you will still go through struggle and suffering. Because the world is struggling. The world is afraid. And even people of great faith went through struggles by faith. <laughs> Be prepared as adversity can knock at your door. David, a man according to God's heart, said, Even though I walk through the valley of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me, and your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Even though I walk through the valley of death, I will fear no evil. Because I know you are with me. And also, do you believe in, the, in your Bible? Do you believe it? Romans 8, 28. Here it's written that we, we know that all things work together for good to those who love God. To those who are called according his purpose. The Bible says, and I know all things, all things work together for, for my good. For those who love God. All things. Pain, suffering. Even this virus, this time that the people, they are afraid. I can see God moving. 
Because when your life is okay, you don't seek God. When your life is okay, you don't have time of prayer. But when you are afraid, then you go to God and say, Oh God, have mercy on me. The third point is trust in the Lord and fear not. Trust in the Lord and fear not. I want to read the book of Psalms 46, 1, 2, and 10. Psalm 46, verse 1 says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in tribulations. Wow. <laughs> Verse 2. Therefore, we will not fear. I'm going to read again. Therefore, we will not fear even if the land is disturbed and the mountains are shaking in the midst of the seas. Wow. Even if troubles, problems, earthquake, I'm not going to fear. Because you are my refuge and strength. A very present help in my tribulations. Verse 10. says, be still, <laughs> be still, be quiet, and know I am God, I am exalted among the nations, I am exalted on earth, be still, and know that I am God, most of people, they, they are not still, because they are running, doing many things, and now, because of this tiny virus, now they need to be still, quiet at home. <laughs> be still and know I am God. And I want to ask you, where is your trust? Where does your help come from? Our help comes from the Lord and not from man and not from government. It doesn't come from this world, but our help comes from heaven. This is the word for today. Our help comes from Him. Is He your refuge? Is He your strength? If so, why do you have fear? Why are you afraid? Why do you have this fear in your heart? My brothers, there are many Christians. Christians in churches. Serving the Lord. But their hearts is full of fear. I don't understand. They are in church. Serving the Lord. Reading the Bible. But their hearts is full of fear. And some Christians, they say, I have faith. And they say they trust in the Lord, but their heart is full of fear. 
They have fear of people, fear of unemployment, fear of sickness, fear of virus, of lack of money, fear of persecution. Their hearts is full of fear. And the Bible says, do not fear. Because he is our refuge. Our help comes from heaven. And many people, they try to do everything to save their lives. And your heart's full of fear. And I'm here to say to you, my brother and my sister, you need to be free, free from fear. You need to be free from fear. You need to trust in the Lord. You need to live by faith and not by fear. Can you say that? I need to live by faith and not by fear. Yes. Please stop fearing and trust in the Lord because your actions show to everybody that you have fear. Sometimes you say, no, I have no fear. But your actions, your words, how do you act, what do you do, show to everybody that you have fear in your heart. And you need to be free from this fear. Because God is, say, is saying to you, be still and know I am God. Amen. I want to read now Psalm 91, 5 and 6. This is why we, we cannot have fear in our hearts. Verse 5 says, You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor the arrow that flies by day. Wow. Nor the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor the destruction that lays Waste on moon day. Verse 14. Because he has set his love upon me. He is the Lord saying, my brother and my sister. Because he has set his love upon me, says the Lord. Therefore, I will deliver him. I will set him on high. Because he has known my name. Hallelujah. The Bible says that you shall not be afraid. In the, during the night or the day or in the darkness or even in the noonday. No time for fear. Because why? Because because. You have set your love upon him, upon God. He will deliver you. <laughs> when we are together, near him, his feather protect us. And this is what God's calling me and you to go to his presence. Because in his presence there is protection. Fourth point. Fourth point. Pestilences and plagues are signs of the end times. I'm not going to take long time. 
because it, I have preachings about that, because it's uh, about the end, the end times. But I want to, to, to read just some verse very quick. Luke 21, verse 7, 10, and 11. Luke 21, verse 7 says, Teacher, the disciple asked, When will all these things happen? What sign will show us that these signs are about to take place? Then Jesus said, Nations will go will go to war against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. There will be great earthquakes, and there will be famines and plagues in many lands, many plagues, many lands. And there will be terrifying things and great miracle signs from heaven. The disciples came to Jesus and asked Jesus, about the end times. When it will be and what the signs. Jesus said, I'm not going to say when. I'm not going to say, to give you the date. Many leaders, and they are trying to give date. No. Jesus said, the date's not for you. But I'm going to give you some signs. When you see with your own eyes, if you see this size, you know, I am near to come. And he said, and these signs will be earthquake, famines, famines, plagues, mainlands. And you know, all these grasshoppers that is coming from Kenya to many, many countries, they are destroying, eating everything. And you can see a lot of famine. Because of the grasshoppers. But I don't want to spend time with that. Next point. I'm near to finish. God is, is calling the world to repentance. This is so important. Uh, everything that is happening today in this world. What I am listening from God. First, man and woman, you are not in control. He is in control. He's God. But also, God is saying something. He's calling the world to repentance. And all natural disasters, earthquakes, floods, famine, tsunamis, diseases, plagues, are God's thunderclap or God's alarms. Of divine mercy in the midst of judgment. Calling people everywhere to repent. Abandon their sins and align their lives to live divine purpose. Yes. All natural disasters are God's thunderclap. God's alarm. Calling people, repent, repent, repent. Abandon your sins and align your life to my purpose. Yes. And I want to read some verses. Luke 13, 
Luke 13, verse 1 to 3. Then we're going to read 4 and 5 also. But first, 1 to 3. It says, Now, there were some presents at that time who told Jesus about the Galileans, whose blood Pilate had mixed with their sacrifices. And Jesus, verse 2, and Jesus answered, Look, do you think that these Galileans were worse sinners than all of the other Galileans because they suffered this way? <laughs> Verse 3, I tell you, no, but unless you repent, you too will all perish. My brothers, here Jesus speaks about two groups of people who had a tragic, who had tragic deaths. Some of them were Galileans. They were beheaded by Herod. And another group of 18 people, a tower fell on them and all died. Can you imagine? One group of people was beheaded by Herod. Another group of people, one tower fell down over then. Wow. Years ago, a twin tower fell down upon many people. And many people died. What was Jesus' answer? What was Jesus' answer? Let's read. Let's see. Because the people want to know what Jesus thought about this cruelty and fatality. And this is what Jesus said. Verse 4. And as for those 18 on whom the tower of Ceylon collapsed and killed them, do you think they were more guilty than all the other inhabitants of Jerusalem? They asked for that group of people. And Jesus changed the question and said, Do you think they are worse than you, man? You, that is your sofa. Listen to me. Do you think they were worse because they died? And Jesus said, verse 5, I tell you, they were not. But if you do not repent... All of you, you also perish. Wow. I tell you, you are listening to me. This is the word for you. Because now, this is Jesus' message. In this time of suffering, people dying, vir vir virus going everywhere. This is, the this is Jesus' message to the world at this time. 
when the coronavirus is spreading and killing people, what is Jesus' message? Repent. If you do not repent, you will also perish. This is the message of Jesus. Clear. The message to every single human being, to me, you, and every authority, every ruler, and everybody on, on this earth who is receiving this thunderclap message of God is repent and seek God's mercy. Repent and seek God's mercy. This is the thunderclap message of God. This is the reason this message's name title is God's Thunderclap. And God is calling the world to repentance. This is the message. God is calling the world. Repent. And the last point, sixth point, number six. If we repent, God will heal our land. If we repent, God will heal our land. How can all these circumstances be changed? How? James 4, 8 to 10 says, get closer, God, get close to God, and He will come close to you. Clean your hands, sinners. And you who are indecisive, purify your hearts. <laughs> Acknowledge your misery, lament and cry. May your laughter turn to weeping, and may your joy turn to sadness. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and He will exalt you. Our God is saying, get, God, get close to me. Or get close to God, and He will come close to us. If we give one step towards God, the Bible says He's going to come toward us. But many are concerned about the virus. A lot of concerns. And, and I agree with, I, I'm not disagreeing. Because everybody's saying, clean your hands. Use some hand sanitizers, uh, or you, because you need, you need to clean your hands. But what the Bible says here, what God is saying, what God is saying, your hands are dirty with sin. You are hurt, your hands is dirty with sin. Clean your hands. This is the problem of humanity. The virus, I can guarantee it's a small problem. But this is a problem for eternity. This is a problem of eternity. You need to clean your hands. You need to purify your hearts. And also this is a time to mourn and weep for your sins. It's not 
time for laughter. Did you see the government said, don't go to the pubs. Don't go to watch some sports on the stadiums. Don't go. Stay at home. <laughs> Be still. Because this is a time to mourn, to weep for your sins. Time to abandon and stop sinning against God. But unfortunately, many Christians are in churches. They are listening to the word of God. But they continue in their life of sin. Lies. Immorality. Some people, they are just boyfriend and girlfriend. They are not married, but they are living a married life. And, and you, are, you are going to see in church people sinning against God. And the word of God to you and to me is... Repent from your sins. Clean your hands. Your hands is dirty. Purify your hearts. You need to pray and say, Father, give me clean hands. Give me pure heart. This is what we need to cry out before God. Clean your hands and your hearts. Because this is a, a problem for your eternity. Second Chronicles 7.14 says. If my people, are you people of God? Do you belong to him? Are you a child of God? Yes. Now I have. You need to listen that God, what God is saying now. If my people, which are called by my name, you are saying, Lord, Lord, I love you. If my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves. Wow. And pray and seek my face and turn. From their wicked ways. Then are you here from heaven? Are you forgive their sins? And are you heal their land? This is the key, my brothers and sisters. This is the key for us. If my people. My people. Not the people from the world. Not the people who is on, on the pubs. On the discos. If my people who cry out, who, who are called by my name, if they humble themselves. First, you need to humble yourself. Second, pray. Third, seek his face and turn from your wicked ways. And what God's going to do? Are you are you here from heaven? Are you forgive your sins? And are you heal your land? Our land 
is dirty. Our land is sick. And you have the answer. Repentance is the key to eternal life. I'm finishing now. And I want to read the last verse. It's in Mark 1.15. That says. Jesus said. The time is fulfilled. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. Jesus said, the time is fulfilled. And the kingdom of God is at hand. And the word is, repent and believe in the gospel. Repent, turn from your wicked ways and believe in the gospel. Repentance is the key to eternal life. I can guarantee you, without repentance towards God, there is no salvation. Because repentance is the key. When Jesus began his ministry, he declared the kingdom of God was at hand. And the people needed to repent for repentance. Repentance is believing the gospel of Jesus Christ. Without repentance, no salvation and no eternal life. I want to, to ask you, please, if you are listening to me in your home, Maybe in your mobile or in your computer. Close your eyes right now. Because we are finishing right now this service. But you need to listen. The voice of God today. Maybe you have fear in your heart. Maybe you are looking to all these circumstances or not the circumstance of virus, but there are some circumstances in your life you are full of fear because you are showing this fear to everybody. And you need to be free from fear. And I want to pray for you. Also, you need to li listen this God's thunderclap. He's saying, be still. Live for me. Stop living for yourself. You are going to repent one day. One day you are going to be before me. In my kingdom. Oh. My brothers, please. Repent because you are living for yourself. I want one day to listen from him. Saying to me in his kingdom. When I... When that day I will be face to face. And I want to listen from him. Well done. My good and faithful servant. Well done. Enter to my kingdom. But please you need to repent from all your sins. Use your life. Stop giving excuses that you have no time for God. Use your time to serve him. Please pray right now. If your eyes closed, 
pray and say, Father, I am wasting my time just thinking about my me, 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 me. I want to use my life, my time for your glory, Father. Pray right now and ask him, Father, use my life. You can count on me, Father. Use my life. I want to live for you. My brother, please don't waste your life. Give him your life. And also, I want to help you in one prayer. It's a simple prayer with eyes closed. I want to pray the prayer of repentance to salvation. And you can humble yourself praying. Please, with eyes closed, say, Dear Jesus, I am lost. I am a sinner. And I repent from all my sins. I'm sorry for my sins. And I ask for your forgiveness. I ask that you come into my heart right now. And cleanse me. With your precious blood. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. And thank you for saving me. From now on, my life belongs to you. I'm going to serve you totally and fully. In Jesus' name I pray. Jesus is my Savior. Jesus is my Lord. And I'm going to serve you. Passionated. Set fire in my heart. Set fire in my heart. Awake me. Send revival over my life. In Jesus' name I pray. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Worship Him. Here I stand, arms open. Say to Him, here I stand, arms open wide. I am yours. And you are. I belong to you, Jesus. Surrender. 
Have your way, Jesus, in our lives. Have your way in your church. I pray for all your people right now. Whatever they are. In every country, nations. Touch their lives. Jesus, raise up a new generation. Passionate for you. A generation that they are going to give themselves totally, fully to you. Also, I pray for a revival over the nations. Father, in this time, the nations can listen your thunderclap. You are saying, I am in... I am God. Be still and I and know that I am God and I am in the control. Send fire over the nations. Awake the nations. Awake this town, the town of Monahan. Bring salvation over this town. Awake our churches in Monahan. Raise up a people in this land, in this nation, the nation of Ireland. Set fire over Europe, Father. You want to see Europe turning to you. We want to see the nations, all the nations of the world. Brazil, Argentina, United States, Australia, Asia, Middle East. You want to see your glory. Coming down over all the nations. In Jesus' name, I pray. May the Lord bless you and keep you. And make His shine, His face shine upon you. Be gracious into you. May the Lord show you His favor and give you His peace. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Uh, thank you for joining us. Have a great week. May God bless you. Next week, we are going to be together. And with uh, the whole worship team, we're going to be high. Uh, tomorrow, next week is going to be special because we're going to have all the worship team together. It's going to be more powerful yet. Okay, and I am waiting for you next week, uh, one third uh, in the Ireland time and third, uh, ten third in the time of Brazil. God bless you, love you, a big kiss, a big hug into your heart, love you.